What's up, folks? Welcome to another edition of Matt Sports House. I am your host, Matthew Anderson. Got our lead, one of our lead analysts back on for another uh another episode. Raekwon. Raekwon, how you doing, man? I'm do I'm doing good, man. How are you? Doing good, man. Can't complain. It's good to have Raekwon back on. He hit me like Matt. I'm ready again. I'm like, yeah, let, let's go ahead and bring you back on. Y'all, y'all know I'm big on consistency. Last week, a lot was happening, was moving and stuff. Couldn't get an episode out. We back this week. That's all that matters. And I can't think of a better weekend to talk about football. Like, all that transpired. Rayquan, before we get into the games, were you expecting the games to be as good as they were? I wasn't. I wasn't. Actually, I predicted a couple blowouts. So, yeah. I wasn't. Yeah, man. I mean, we let's go ahead and start hot with. And by the way, I don't think I said his last name, Raekwon Niles. I know whenever you watch Undisputed Autumn, they always say first and last. So let me go ahead and do that. But let's start off with this Chiefs game, man. The Chiefs get the win, forty-two to thirty-six. Huge ball game. Some people are saying, I don't want to say it's the game of the century, but it's definitely like an instant classic, I guess you could say. So, what did you think about the Kansas City Chiefs edging the Bills and getting a win in overtime, Raekwon? It was a great game. It was a great game. There's only two things I really can say that the Bills could have did differently. One was play defense, of yeah. course. But number two was score the kick at the end of the game. That was a big thing. That was a big thing. It's like, wait, what, what, what happened there? Why do you think that – why do you think what they did is what they did? Let's put it like that. He wasn't – I mean, he wasn't thinking. You had to just not be thinking. I mean, you, when you squib the kick, the clock starts. So that winds some seconds down. You had to just not be thinking, you know. But you get Patrick Mahomes. What, what was it? Thirteen seconds. Thirteen. All he needs. That's what all the headlines are. All he needs is thirteen seconds, and he gets the job done. That's, and that's almost crazy. But you could blame that. But I could say too that comes from defense. And two, um, NFL teams and college teams, high school teams have to realize why in key moments of the game when it's time for a team to drive the field, why are you giving them 15 yard cushions and you giving them the outside? You always wonder when you see these like two minute drill executions, you know, generally we think about from the offensive perspective, but the defense perspective is like, wait, why are we giving them this much space? Cause it kind of seems like, now I get it. You're doing bend don't break, but it's, it kind of seems like you're giving them a lot of empty yards. They can kind of, you know, like get closer and closer. You really are. Because when you talk about a 40 yard dash, you're talking about, Guys running 4.3 seconds, but in 10 to 15 yards, think about how fast that is to get down fit and get out of bounds. Definitely. And they just can, they can, they can just keep on getting out of bounds and keep on getting out of bounds. Next thing you know, they done ate up all the drive. And what we saw yesterday is these guys do not leave a lot of time at all. They need very little bit of time to get that ball down the field. And I mean, look at if it's funny because I'm looking at the box score, you got seven, seven, seven for the Bills, first, second, and third quarter. For the Chiefs, seven, seven, nine. And then the fourth quarter, 15, 13 points flying all over the place. The stars were out. Raekwon, let me ask you about one of the Bills receivers, Gabriel Davis, right? Uh, eight receptions, 201 yards, four touchdowns. Had he already been on your radar, or was this like the first time where you're like, oh my goodness? He has been on my radar. And based off the fact that Cole Beasley had a down year, Emmanuel Sanders had a down year. So you got to think about how are the Bills winning. And, you know, yeah. he has been on my radar. But one thing I didn't think about, I didn't think he was going to outshine Diggs. The sole reason I was rooting for the Bills in this game was because I'm like, I want to see my boy Diggs. To hopefully get to the Super Bowl this year. Josh Allen, they keep talking to me about him. He didn't have a bad day, 27 for 37, 329 yards and four touchdowns. But I'm like, it's time, Diggs time. Diggs was held to three receptions for seven yards. So do you think that was that they put a corner and a safety over him or was somebody locking him up or what happened? 
Uh, I can't say that based off the fact that it was a lot of man coverage going on last night, too. Yeah. And I know <laughs> how many times Josh Allen threw the ball last night? Uh, about 27. <laughs> well, no, he threw it 37 times. He completed 27. 37 times. Yeah. I just, I'm pretty sure Diggs was open out of 37 times, probably about 35 times. Because <laughs> I was thinking about the corners for the Chiefs. I'm like, okay, who do they have that really that can hold Diggs one-on-one like that? You know, Diggs is a, is a mastermind. You know, route runner. he's a good route runner. You don't have nobody because you just gave up almost 300 yards to Jamar Chase a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, so I was trying to figure that out myself. But, hey, and like I said, Josh Allen, a lot of people are saying that Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes is kind of like going to be like the new Peyton Manning, Tom Brady kind of thing in the AFC. Would you agree with that? Uh, no, I can't. I can't because Joe Burrow looked like the sheriff to me, honestly. I am so glad that you mentioned Joe. But before we go to Joe, before we go to Joe, I do want to get the stats for – uh, the people who love the stats, Patrick Mahomes on the other side, the winning side of this game, 33 for 44, 378 yards, three touchdowns. He took off on a run. He took, seemed like it was like 30, 40 yards through the middle of the field. It was nice to see Patrick Mahomes get going through there. Uh, Tiger Tyreek Hill was clearly the best, uh, West, best wide receiver for the Chiefs. 11 receptions, 150 yards and one touchdown. And he did, hey, he's showing why he get paid the big bucks. He, he truly did. He's he's amazing. He's outstanding. Man, he's <laughs> he truly showed up last night. He hey, truly did. And you know what they say, big-time players make big-time plays and big-time games. And then you would say with Travis Kelce, whenever he catches the touchdown, which I was wondering, did was that a back shoulder throw or did Patrick Holmes just throw that ball and then Travis turned around at the right moment? But once again, another big-time player making a big-time play. So we're going to keep moving there since Raekwon so eloquently mentioned the Bengals and Joe Burrow, the sheriff, a.k.a. the sheriff. That might be the title of the episode, the sheriff. Uh, the Bengals get the win 19-16 over the Titans in a close game, very close game. Who did, did you predict Bengals in this game or did you predict Titans? I actually did predict the Bengals just based off the fact that it was Derrick Henry's first game and he was coming in with a metal plate in his foot. Yeah. And two, the Titans don't have any DBs. I didn't expect Burrow not to throw any touchdowns, though. I didn't either. But my goodness, yo, Burrow, a couple times I saw him get hit, and I thought he was like his leg was hurt or whatnot. They have got to protect them. I think they had like 10. He got sacked nine or 10 times. Don't even want to mention how many times he got hurried. But it's like, yo, if y'all have to keep allowing this to happen, they ain't gonna, this won't keep happening because he has to be available in order for this team to you know, be able to work the way they're working right now. You know what I'm saying? I agree, but hopefully that's what the offseason is filled with. Yeah, I would hope either they're going to get some guys at the draft or maybe sign some top free agents. Joe Burrow went 28 for – so after being sacked nine to ten times, the guy goes 28 for 37, 348 yards, threw an interception, but you get the win, that's all that matters. Joe Mixon, 14 for 50, 14 carries, 54 yards. He didn't run the ball as well as he usually has. you think that was more on the offensive line, or do you think they just threw the ball more? What do you think? I actually think teams are keying in on Joe Mixon. Okay. You know you can't stop the receiver, so you have to stop some. Yeah. That makes sense. And speaking of those receivers, Jamar Chase, five receptions, 109 yards. T. Higgins, seven receptions, 96 yards. Uh, that, that It's crazy, that trio, under what, all under the age of – I think Mixon's the oldest one. But all under the age of, like, what, like 27, you got Joe Mixon, Chase, and Higgins. What's up? People forget one guy. 
Who? who was coming along well before he got injured? Alden Tate. Yeah, from Florida State, right? Yep. Yeah, Rayquan used to talk about this guy all the time. If y'all go back and listen to like the past seasons of it, because uh, he Irmo High School spent some time. At Irmo. Yep. Correct. There you go. Is he? He's out for the year. Yeah, he is. <sighs> you hate to see it, but yeah, he's definitely been part of that building this organization. You know, I was about to say back to where they used to be, but they are officially kind of surpassing those heights at this point. So uh, we'll see what happens there. I was wondering, was the uh, Tennessee Titans going to be able to get the job done? I was rooting for Joe Burrow. It seems like Joe Burrow has a large fan base. It's like you're a lot of people want to see him win. Yeah, he does have a fan base. But one thing I want to say about the Titans, well, this is what I want to ask you. Is it time to give up on Tannehill? Me and Zach Clark. Shout out Zach Clark for having this conversation. I say he's an he's an okay good quarterback, okay good quarterback, but because of the talent around him, he ends up he ends up being in big situations. So, so because Henry, AJ Brown, Julio Jones, Julio can hurt a lot or whatever, it's like now he's in these big games, but he's not at that same tier of quarterbacks as everybody else is. That seems like are at this level at this point. Right, and let me ask you this: So you think a guy like Malik Willis from Liberty? who's projected to go in the second round, a mobile quarterback, or any mobile quarterback, do you think that the Titans will bring one in? Based off the fact that at some point you're going to need a dual threat, and Tannehill hasn't been running like that lately. You're going to need a dual threat with King here. That's a very good question. That's a very good question. Because it's like you bring in Malik, and he's a – okay, let me ask you this. I'm going to ask you answer your question with a question. How long do you think it takes the Malik Willis to develop? Malik Willis, y'all, is coming out of Liberty. I think Rayquan said that, but just to reiterate it. How long do you think it takes him to develop? you think he can come in and play right away? Or you think he has to go sit behind Tannehill maybe like two or three years? I believe it could be like the um, Alex Smith from a home situation. Okay. And so I'm project. I'm just thinking that you're a fan of Malik Willis. You think he'd be good? He'd be a good fit in the NFL? I am. For those who didn't know, I actually attend Liberty grad school right now. So, you know, that's my team. So, you know, my quarterback. Shout out Liberty. Shout out Hugh Freeze and all those that are coming out there because, I mean, Malik Willis really got on a lot of people's radar last year with that great season they had. And I'm doing beating Coastal Carolina in a, in a uh, bowl game, if I'm not mistaken, right? Right. And their season this year was so upsetting. I believe they went seven and five. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was like a lot of people were expecting a lot from this year and they didn't. But, hey, since you're talking about your degree, what, what are you majoring in anyway? In sports coaching and, in a, and athletic administration. All right. That boy, Rayquan, said he's trying to get it done. Catch you later, Rayquan, on your local sideline here uh, near shortly on somebody, or on ESPN. Hey, he keeps doing the podcast, too. It'd be like a little side game. But, uh, <laughs> but oh, and I, I put this on the Matt Sports House Instagram account. Y'all make sure y'all go follow that account. I try to keep it updated. I thought saw this interesting thing that said that uh, – Derrick Henry is the only two only person that's ever rushed for 2,000 yards in a season, high school, college football, and the NFL. So the guy is dominated. Clearly, he came back from this injury. What percentage do you think he was playing at yesterday? Um, based off the fact that he didn't have no um low limit, I believe he was 100% yesterday. Well, you know, no, no, no. I believe he was 100%, but his confidence wasn't there. Because sometimes you can see he wasn't even trying to go for the truck a lot of times. He was just yeah. going down. Yeah. And those guys usually run over. Easily. Usually run. As a matter of fact, usually kind of strikes fears in the DBs, linebackers, even defensive linemen. Ah, he's huge. He's bigger than most of them. 
but yeah, no, but so to answer Raycorn's question previously, because I think I did kind of just answer another question. I don't think Malik is ready to play right now. I say you give him two, two and a half years. I kind of put it more like how Jordan Love has kind of done with the Packers. Give him some time, develop, and I would love to see what he ends up turning into. What's up? That's that, that's a great, actually, comparison based on the fact that both of them are athletic, but the accuracy isn't there. Yeah, yeah. So I just need to see that, and then I think we'll uh, we'll see what goes from there. Since we mentioned the Packers, we're going to go ahead and transition there. This has been a good episode for transitions. Usually they're, they're more abrupt. Anyway, <laughs> the Packers lose to the 49ers with the final score of 13-10. to 10. Raekwon, what were your thoughts on this game? Um, San Francisco did what I expected them to do. I actually thought it would be annihilation. I thought they were going to go in and blow out the Packers. Yeah. But they won like I expected them to do. Um, and the reason I thought – first off, I'm a Chicago Bears fan. That's why I wanted the Packers to lose. But second, at some point, that arrogance catch up with you. Talking about Rodgers? Yes, and I believe – this year was his last shot, unless in free agency, I call it now, he goes to Pittsburgh or Denver, which he has a chance again. With both talented receiver cores, he'll have a chance again. But this is his last shot in Green Bay. That was the last time we see him in the Packers uniform. Will we see Devontae Adams back in the Packers uniform? No, we won't. Wow. That's crazy, right? The, the, I guess they all posted before the season, potentially the last <laughs> dance. So it seems like it might be. I believe Devontae Adams ends up in the Saints uniform. Him paired with Michael Thomas, or do they let go of Michael Thomas? No, they keep him. So Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, that would be electric. Who I remember, um, Emmanuel Sanders was there for a minute. Who's that third guy at, in New Orleans? Like this, Alvin, Alvin Kamara. Um, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be crazy to see them with famous Jameis. Yes, it would. If if not. Seattle pulls a trade for Jameis, and Russ goes down to New Orleans. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, that would be insane, because it seems like Russ is about to get up out of Seattle. It's going to be a wild offseason, and let me call this one right here now. Mike Williams to the Bears is offseason. Mike Williams to the Bears to join forces with, my God, Justin Fields. Oh, how, how, that would be wonderful. Right, and number two, let me go ahead and announce this before I break the internet. Brian Dable would be our next head coach. Who is it now? Brian Dable, the oh. Bills' offensive coordinator. That'd be great. That'd be a great move. That'd be a great move. I know, and obviously, he's helped. I know Josh Allen did a lot of progressing on his own, but he's helped Josh Allen become. Because I think a lot of people forget, like, whenever Josh Allen first came out, we were like, is the really big quarterback for Wyoming that we don't really know about, but they say he got a lot of arm strength. And we've seen him progress because, you know, a lot of times you get that guy, but it's like he doesn't always turn into what you want him to turn into. So we watch him progress and progress and progress. And so just like the Bills, uh, Eric being me coming from the Chiefs camp down the Bills offensive coordinator seems like he's making his own moves. As a matter of fact, Eric being the B is supposed to be having his second interview with the Jaguars. I think it's today or tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that. But you want the but you want the guy with the Bills offensive coordinator? Yes, I'll either want Dable or um What's my guy from Flores, Brian Flores? Okay. Both would be good options. Brian Flores, as we know, was the head coach of Miami. Apparently him and Tua or the ownership or both were not getting along. So they decided to let him go because he really wanted Deshaun Watson, which is I'm glad we're talking about this. Where did Deshaun Watson match up when this thing with uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and any other top quarterback right now in the league? What's that picking order, would you say? 
Man, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest when I say this. You have Mahomes, you have Deshaun Watson. I don't believe that there's another two better than those two. Um, Deshaun Watson was playing with, excuse my language, shit. <laughs> and he was still able to get the, and become the, the leading passer last season too, right? Right, and I'm not saying like, I don't tolerate no disrespect for Deshaun Watson. I'm not no Clemson fan, not no Texans fan, but what that guy has done is amazing. He's nice with it. No, he's, he's definitely nice with them. So we'll see. I think a lot of people thought maybe he would be able to find his way to maybe Miami or another organization this season. But he said he said literally in the middle of his prom, not in the middle at the beginning of his prom because he's really young. Sat it sat out this season. They just those I'll show you how they say the NFL thing. That brand is stronger than any person because the season kept going like he wasn't even out there. Right, and real quick, depending on how Carolina and Atlanta play the draft, I kind of like him to one of those two. Or I can say this too, San Francisco, keep an eye out. What would they? What would they do with Trey Lance? What you mean? So you're saying if San Francisco picks up D. White, then where would Trey Lance go? Man, I mean, probably to Houston. You, it's an option to trade. You, you can get both quarterbacks going <laughs> to different places. Requires said they can make room. They can make room if they want to. But back to real quickly to this 49ers game, man. What did happen with Aaron Rodgers? Like, what was your explanation for the performance that we saw? Uh, the 49ers played 49ers defense. Um, Adams did his thing, of course. But the 49ers at the end, they played 49ers defense. When A.J. Dillon got hurt, that was a pretty big toll on him because that's a 250-pound rusher in two degrees weather. I played football. You don't want to – you barely want to block in that type of weather. So, I know you don't want to tackle in that type of weather. And uh, number two, the pack, what the Packers did wrong now, their special teams, they're messing them up the whole season. They gave the 49ers 10 points. All they had to do was score three more. Yeah. No, for sure. And that's all they needed to win this playoff game. It was so sad. All the Packers fans so quiet because it's like, yo, they were not expecting to get put out this early. I mean, that was up to this point, they're a 13 and four season, but when they get the job done, now this doggone Debo Samuel, is if am I correct? Is it time for him to get a new contract now? Because you're hearing everybody saying that they're going to back the truck up for him. He deserves, a, he deserves a bench truck, but is it time for a contract or are they just saying whenever it is time? It should. No, he was a second round pick, so it should be one more season. But I guess they're hoping that maybe they go ahead and do it early, get the deal done early. They, yeah, they could have stayed him right now. What did? Why do you think? Like, what makes him such a great? Because uh, he lines up in the backfield, he lines up at receiver. What makes him so such a player that he's kind of got the whole NFL on notice at this point? He's built like a running back with receiver hands, and then can so, return. And we saw them return punts and kicks, right? Right, and he's he's an all around athlete. Uh, that's what we do in South Carolina. We produce athletes. Talk to them. Talk to them. <laughs> so, yeah, so amazing talent. This, the year just keep, as the years keep going for Debo Samuels in the NFL, it seems like he would just had so many injuries in college. But now that he's gotten to the league, he's kind of put the whole league on notice. And I also want to say this, too. Trent Williams is the best player in the NFL. What makes you say that? Why would, why would you say that? When you look at a guy who – Grade out a 99% pass overall. And I believe his rush in grade, his rush grade was a 96, which leads to 98.2% or something like that. That's the best player in the NFL. Joe Thompson never even had a season like that. 
Sheesh. And Joe Thomas, in case y'all don't know, was he was the center or the left tackle for the Browns? Left tackle. He was the left tackle for the Browns that a lot of people all remember as being uh, such a great player. But, okay, let's go a little bit behind the scenes because obviously for you, you know the grading and stuff like that. But what goes into grading an offensive lineman? For, like in very basic level terms, so we can make sure everybody understands it. Footwork, finishing. Well, footwork and domination. That's what I'm going to put at a low pad level. Okay. So that's so in case y'all don't know, that's what goes into these grades. You see pro football focus grading people sometimes. And I just wanted to make sure everybody who's listening because I kind of understand that language. You're kind of starting to see now that fans want more football talk. And so you hear like Dan Orvalski and those guys really going into depth, but I always be trying to make sure it's digestible so it's not, you know, it's going over people's heads. But last playoff game we're going to talk about before we get these predictions for the next week, we're going to talk about the doggone Rams versus the Buccaneers. Whenever the Rams were up, what was it? It was like 27 to three or something. Or It was a, a crazy story. Did you think the game was over or were you kind of one of the people like, hold your phone, we'll see what happens? I honestly did. I thought that was going to put 50 on Brady. Yeah. But one thing I can say too, when it was 27-13 and the bad snap happened, people don't feel to realize it wasn't the center's fault. The right guard gave the signal for the ball to be snapped. Oh. So it was the right guard's fault who thought he had confirmation for the ball. Who yeah. thought he get, he had confirmation from Stafford to snap the ball. Right. So. And so I'm glad that you were able to clarify that because, you know, a lot of times people just hear something and it's in the look right, so they just go with it. But, yeah, that, man, that was a wild game. I thought it was over. I didn't walk outside. I was like, I ain't really turned, worry about it too much. I looked at my phone. I saw the score. I said, oh, my goodness, Brady's about to do it again. thought the announcer said something really great. It was like Brady, when they're going into the locker room, Brady's probably telling these guys, like, hey, y'all, I've been here before. Like, not like, oh, somebody's been here before. No, I've been here before. And he almost brought them back for the win. What was going on with Ramsey in this game? Uh, I mean, well, this whole season, Ramsey has been – He's been, you know, kind of beat a good little bit. Um, okay. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it was the game plan or what was it. Yeah. But something was off of Rams. You usually, you usually don't see stuff like that. And then, two, he he was looking for – he was looking to blame somebody else for each thing in this game. And the one yeah. thing I did notice, and that's not usually Rams. Yeah, no, not at all. Usually he's holding everybody else accountable. And he's like, my stuff is right. Y'all stuff would be right, too. Mike Evans was the high receiver, uh, man, with eight receptions for 119 yards. I asked my boy Jermaine this the other day. Is Mike Evans in his prime still? Yes, of course. Uh, how many seasons has he been in the NFL? Uh, he's been – I remember when they played in the Chick-fil-A Bowl or the Peach Bowl, whatever, against Duke. And that must have been – that was when Johnny Manziel was there. So that must have been like 2012, 13. So he's probably been in the league about nine, ten years at this point. And I believe every year he had 1,000 yards. He's still in his prime to me. And he has those weapons around him too. Like he's got the God one who's a top 100 receiver and stuff like that. So to be able to keep making it happen, major shout-out to him. I think it was a basketball guy that also played football and then, you know, converted over. Leonard Fournette helping Brady out. Brady went 30 for 54 for 329 yards, one touchdown and one interception. Now let's talk about the flip side of this. Matthew Stafford, hey, it's looking like all of those deals were worth it. They've got to bet the house that, like, like, you know, as far as all their acquisitions, that it was going to work out for them by getting Von Miller, Matthew Stafford, OBJ. And it seems, hey, they're right where they're supposed to be at, where you would have wanted to be at picking up all those guys and kind of, you know, like trading away your future. 
It is, but at some point you have to worry about is Matthew Stafford going to be Matthew Stafford? And that's the only thing that scares you. Matthew Stafford, when he's confident, he throws interceptions. <laughs> so, no, that's, it's, a, it's a proven fact. I promise you it's a proven fact. At some point, is Matthew Stafford going to break the curse or is he going to continue to be Matthew Stafford? I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, I mean, I guess depending on who you're rooting for, we might see these next coming weeks. He went 28 for 38 for 366 yards, two touchdowns. Cam Akers had those two fumbles, one of one of which was extremely almost costly. Is, is, are you a Cam Akers fan or would you rather them have a different back or where, where are you on? Of course I am a Cam Akers fan, Florida State guy. Florida State of guy. Course. Florida State. But I can say for this game here, I would like to see him use all three running backs, especially the heavy hitters at the end, Sonny Michelle and Daryl Henderson. Yeah. When you're trying to seal the game, I believe a shifty back to like Cam Akers, he come in on third down at that point. Yeah. And yeah. Use the heavy hitters. Yeah, because whenever you feel like they had Sonny Michelle back there, it's like, and I think a lot of people remember from his days in Georgia and no, his day with the Patriots. So this is a solid back back there in the backfield. He had one carry for four yards. Right, and speaking on that, this is one thing I want to say. The running back with the Rams, all three of them are good running backs. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna put it like this. I hope I hope I hope they have a great career. But I believe that the NFL turns players are. <laughs> because you see how it took Daryl Henson to get injured, Sonny mm -hmm. Michelle. Sonny Michelle get injured, Cam Akers come back. Now Cam Akers the head man. Yeah. So it's like, well, Henderson have a chance again. That's always the question. That's always the question. Not you know NFL, not for long. You get your shot for a minute. Somebody, somebody else could be traded to put in front of you. Somebody else could just come to the top, and you kind of just sitting on the sideline, you know, holding your helmet. All right. And then, so as far as that receiving core for the uh, Rams, Cooper Cup, another great day. You saw Cooper Cup blocking. It seemed like the people on TV, uh, the announcers, really wanted to show that Cooper Cup throwing some blocks out there. Nine receptions, 183 yards, and a touchdown. It's a major day for him. I, I got to look and see how many receiving yards he's got from here because he's up there for sure. It seems like every week he's put up a 120-yard game, at least Odell Beckham, six catches for 69 yards. You just see Matthew Stafford feeding him, and OBJ is so L.A. Like, he, he is L.A., so, you know, this has been working out really well for them. But, like I said, the Rams get the job done. So, y'all, we, we're trying to shorten up the episodes because I think sometimes we'd be going for like almost an hour, but, but we're not getting out of here without these predictions from Raekwon moving forward. I'm pretty sure both championship games are on Sunday uh, this coming week. So, Raekwon, we got the 49ers versus the Rams. Who you got? In the tight one, I have the Niners. I have the 49ers beating the Rams. Again, for the you second the, time this season. You have the 49ers beating the Rams. Why? Debo Samuel. I believe last game, I truly believe last game, even though he had a good game, he was kind of quiet. But I do truly believe that Debo Samuel shows out. That will be one for the books. That that's gonna be the battle of the California teams. I'm trying to figure out is this game gonna be in LA? This game will be in LA. This game will yes. be in LA, the new building. This is literally why they built this building for games like this. I'm sure the tickets are gonna be out the yin yang. But that's going to be a great one. I, I like Bosa. It's funny because everybody always making the racist jokes about Bosa. Uh, Bosa, if he can really get after if Bosa and that rest of the defense line, really the front seven, because that front seven is really solid for the 49ers. If they can get after Stafford, it could be a tough one for him. 
I am rooting. I am rooting for the Rams, but I would not be surprised to see the uh, 49ers get the win. But I'm going to go ahead and pick Rams. Now we're going to go to the ASC championship game where we got – what you say they call um, um, Joe Burrow? The, you said the sheriff? The sheriff. The sheriff comes back to town. He's got a matchup with with who Nick Wright. I was listening to first things first a little bit earlier. He said uh, Patrick Mahomes is the LeBron James of the NFL. And so, so you got Patrick Mahomes coming against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Who wins? Man. Uh, well, this game will be in Kansas City. That's, you have to mention that this game will be in Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, all I got to say is, uh, man, it was a great season for Joe Burrow. But you beat the crap out of Mahomes, I believe, the first time. And Jamar Chase showed out. It's not going to happen again. I believe that. I predict the last game to be close, but I believe this game here will be 21 points or more by the Chiefs. 21 points or more, a 21-point win? Yep, and I believe we get a rematch of the Super Bowl from a couple years back, the 49ers versus the Chiefs. Oh, wow. And then once we uh, once we get there, I'll get your prediction for Dan. Hold off on that right now. I'm going to go ahead and pick, like I said, I would love to see. I, I'm a Joe Burrow fan, but I would, and I would love to see the Bengals. So I will be rooting for the Bengals, but I think that this run, this run ends here is great. I think it's the first time they've been in the playoffs in a long time or even in like advanced like the AFC championship game. But it ends right here. Chiefs get the win and we get your rematch in the Super Bowl. Uh, so I think that's all. No, no, and I have to mention this, Raekwon, and I'll let you go. Did you see, I know you saw it. I hope you saw it. Did Georgia receiver Jermaine Burton transfer in Alabama? I did. I did. I actually kind of love it. I like it because, but why is he doing it? I don't know, but this is what I do know. He knows that you're not going to beat Saban again. After, especially after losing everybody there, a loser, you're not going to beat Saban again, so join him. And two, Alabama is the clear favorites next year for the championship, and they should be, whatever the shortest odds is to win, they should be, like, they have the best team. I don't think no team next year comes close to them. unless. Jimbo Fisher put something put something together. That recruiting class that Jimbo Fisher has put together has been this NLI thing, uh, NIL, whatever. Jimbo's like, finally, now we can do this junk legally. They getting them boys in there. I think my Buckeyes got a shot. And I'm from what I'm understanding, the Rose Bowl, which is in pa- I'm in Arizona, Rose Bowl is in Pasadena. And I'm pretty sure the playoff game is supposed to be there next year. So I need for us to make it to the Rose Bowl and we can play whoever. But I got us against anybody. Well, I didn't think about Ohio State when I said that. Ohio State is the clear number two team in the yeah. country. Um, like I said, let's AL. Georgia is going to be up there. Well, I believe South Carolina beats Georgia next year whenever they play. But so I take Georgia out the equation. Who do you do you like, uh, Spencer? Do you think he gets back to rolling like how he was in the last year before this bad year he had at Oklahoma, or do you think that this SEC competition is a little tough for him? I believe so. I believe 10 wins next year for the Gamecocks. 10 wins for the – so you're a Beamer. So you you're, you believe in what Beamer's preaching out there. I love Beam. You like Shane? I love Beam. I love I love him and I love his dad. Okay, Frank Beamer, in case y'all don't know, that's the guy who what, – wait, what did he used to be called at Virginia Tech? Hokey ball? Is that what he used to be called? Wherever, yeah. Uh, special teams? Yeah. <laughs> there you have it, y'all. We going down a little bit thing. But, y'all, that's all I have for y'all. Rayquan, you got anything else? No, man, no. Just remember, I called it Brian Dable, the next Bears head coach. 
there you have it. So we'll have, uh, I'll probably have Thomas, as long as Thomas is cool, he'll probably be on next weekend uh, after the Dusty Conference Championship game. And I'll probably have Raekwon on either right before the Super Bowl to break it down, right after, or both. So y'all make sure y'all stay tuned to that. Appreciate you coming on, Raekwon. That's all we have for y'all today. Peace. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, I took the cash route. I put in more time, more grind, no line. I didn't take the fast route. Let's go. Suck it up, no crime, no crime, no crime. I didn't ask for handouts. Yeah. Go to work, no grind, no shine, no shine. And that's how you stand out. Yeah, yeah that's how I stand out. Yeah, yeah I took the cash route.